Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. All right, you guys can be seated. Be seated. Van, thank you. You guys are awesome. I might start flowing. When you were swinging your arm up there, I was like, everybody, everybody in the 313. <clears throat> so, you know, I, um, I love that the youth are in here tonight. I love the youth. Um, I was, uh, I feel like the, the devil, he stole my youth. Um, because that was the season of life where I kind of turned my back on God and kind of just lived for the world, lived for myself. And so now whenever I have the opportunity, I was like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on the youth. I want to see them not do the same mistakes I did, not turn the other cheek. Um, well, not, not that way. But um, and can we just honor Pastor Matt once again? Um, him and... You know, him and Pastor Loren, they're so amazing at everything that they do. The, the way they continue just to grow themselves and continue to hunger for God, continue to, to try and bring and usher in a spirit and presence in this valley that, like, this valley doesn't have. And, right? and in a lot of ways, you guys are at the tip of the spear. <laughs> you guys are the, the blunt shovel that's digging in this, this hard ground. And we just want to honor. We love you. We thank you for all that you guys do. You're so amazing. Um, so, yeah. So, I, you know, I grew up in Detroit. Um, I was this little, little ghetto white boy. Uh, does anybody know what a juggalo? Juggalo? <laughs> I was a juggalo. Didn't mean I know how to juggle. I mean, I was into insane clown posse, you know, had some little, little dookie braids. Oh, man. It was, you know what I'm really thankful for? So my kids probably have like thousands upon thousands of pictures already at this point in their life. I was actually looking through a, a folder the other, or uh, uh, some pictures the other day, and I think I had like five pictures from my my high school days, and 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 like four of them where I was like, oh my gosh, I hope nobody ever sees this. <clears throat> I had braces for a little while. I had I think I had dyed hair too. I was like, so, <clears throat> but uh, you know the church, um, uh, you know before before I went off the rails in my high school years, uh, I was you know, part of a church. We were a pretty charismatic church. We, uh, we were, it was kind of birthed in like a revival uh, type environment in Detroit, you know. So, I mean, I was very comfortable with seeing like, you know, speaking in tongues or, or, or people just getting their praise on, dancing, shouting, like all that stuff. And so, um, I, I just grew up with that. So I know that's not everybody else's experience. And, you know, a lot of people might, you know, you come from a Catholic background or a Baptist background or nothing background. And um, so when I finally did give my life to the Lord when I was a senior in high school, and uh, I, I remember they were like, hey, Scott, you know, come, come to the youth. You know, we pray before the service, the youth meeting. And I would go, and I remember this... Uh, 
this one young girl. All of a sudden, the, the prayer meeting started, and she started speaking in tongues. And I was like, kind of offended. And I was like, and mind you, I kind of grew up with this stuff, right? And I was like, wait a second. We didn't even like get into it about three songs of like heavy worship. And when you start feeling the spirit and then you start speaking in tongues, right? So I had these kind of misconceptions and misideas about the Holy Spirit and even speaking in tongues. And, um, and it wasn't until I later got baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit myself. And we're going to camp on that a little tonight. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost. Um, I call him the Holy Ghost. My dad, my dad always said, he's like, there's a lot of Holy Spirits. There's only one Holy Ghost. <laughs> so I was like, all right, come on. Come on. Um, but, I, you know, so we'll get into that a little. Um, you know, we just finished this month, you know, of... of uh, Halloween, right? <laughs> and you just, you know, for us, like, you know, it's fun to put on costumes. It's fun to get candy. It's fun to be with our friends. Uh, but the worst part for me is like you walk around and you just, some people, they, they, they want to hold on to fear. They want to instill fear. They want to push fear. And so, you know, they've got demon clowns on their porch and it's like, man, if you ever experienced a real demon, I guarantee you, like, you would not have a demon clown on your porch. You would not have that insane clown posse riding in the back of your car. Dead bodies, dead bodies, oh, what? Oh, man. It's stuck in there, too, man. I could almost sing it. It's <clears throat> Wu-Tang Clan and, and ICP. Um, you know, so I do encourage uh, you guys, if you um, have notebooks, notepads, even with your phone, man, I encourage taking notes. One of the smartest things I've ever done in my life is I keep taking notes because oftentimes I walk away from a service or men's prayer or something, and my wife would be like, what, what was it about? Ah, they prayed for me. I can't remember. You know, some of the smart guys in men's prayer, they'll actually like record the audio, you know? Some of the women will do that too. But even in church, I, 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 if you begin to take notes, when you, when you walk away from this, you can actually go back and look at it. And they say that you actually learn more when you take notes. So I want to be a learner. I want this stuff to stick in me. Um, so I encourage you to do that too. Um, <clears throat> So this month we are, the, the theme is family and evangelism. And so uh, we're not going to talk about that. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, we're going to loosely tie this together. And the reason is, is in order to be an effective evangelist, you need the Holy Ghost. In order to, to reach a lost and dying world, you need to uh, have something a little extra on you, a little extra operating power that you're not just coming with like convincing arguments and be like, I studied how to argue people into the kingdom because as easily as you can argue them into the kingdom, somebody else can come along and argue them out. You know, we've been given a great commission. Matthew 28, 19 says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Matthew 22, 37 through 40 says, Jesus said to them, You should love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. 
This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Um, These two commandments hang the law and the prophets. If we can get those two things, we can, we can, the rest of it pretty much will figure itself out. But you know, when I look at that verse, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes I don't know that we fully get that one. Because sometimes we think, oh, it's easier to love other people. And it's actually hard to love yourself. Right? And it's like, we see all our faults. We see all our issues. We see all our junk. And we think, how could anybody love me? And then as you begin to disqualify yourself, what happens is, then you begin to, to be a fault finder. You begin to look for it in other people. You begin to judge them the same way you're judging yourself. So if you want to you want to get to that place where you love yourself, you got to start with loving God, spending time with him, engaging with him. Because if we don't love people, anything that I'm about to preach to you after this is it don't matter. The Bible said you you like a sounding gong. Like I don't care if you've got all the knowledge, I don't care if you got all the power, I don't care if all the faith, if you don't have love, you've got nothing. So that's where that's the baseline. That's where we have to start. Um <clears throat> So, yeah, if we can't love ourselves, we can't love God. And this is why we need the ministry of the Holy Ghost. So that's my title, the ministry of the Holy Ghost. Um, The person of the Holy Spirit. He's not a thing. He's not a mystical experience. He is not speaking in tongues. He is not guaranteed salvation. I know that some churches, they believe that, like, unless you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're probably not going to heaven. I'm like, man, I don't read that anywhere in the Bible. My Bible says that confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and you shall be saved. Um, So don't get that confused, right? He's not the guarantee of salvation, but (laughs) I can guarantee you, you want him in your life. Um, He's a real person. He is the third person of the Godhead. So here's a few facts. If you're taking notes and you want to go to heaven... (laughs) The Old Testament, the Holy Spirit is mentioned 90 times with 18 different titles. In the book of Acts, he is mentioned on 57 different occasions. The Holy Spirit is referenced in all the books of the New Testament, except 2 and 3 John. That's 25 out of 27 books. So, Holy Spirit's pretty important. It baffles me that we could think that we could do this without him or that you have so many churches that just kind of acknowledge that he's uh, he's in the equation but deny his existence in every other area of their lives um i did a social experiment one year when i was living in steamboat springs colorado and i didn't have a i was there kind of like we're planting a work. We were planting a church and it was kind of like a house church movement. And so we didn't have anything that happened on Sundays. And so I was like, you know what? This church, when you, as you drive in, it's got like the sign and it's got like, there's one of every kind of church in the valley. There's like a Catholic, a Presbyterian, Episcopalian, a Methodist, like all these churches. And I was like, you know what? I've I know my experience growing up. I'm going to check out these churches <clears throat> and see what they have to offer. And so I was going to do a different one every Sunday. And I got through about four churches. Like, I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> if I had a gun, it would not be good, right? It was, 
It was just so dry. It was, it was sucking the life out of me. Like it was just stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, do this hymn from page 413. Just, uh, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, get me out of here. I was like, man, and every single one of them that had the Holy Spirit was just, he wasn't there. It was just a bunch of religious a bunch of religious stuff. Just like, this is what I learned in the Bible today. <laughs> right? And it was just, ugh. I couldn't do it. So I tried. I tried to go to all these different churches. It just was not in me. Um, I guess God, he messed me up from a young age. <laughs> I got to experience that. And, um, you know, so the, when, the Bible school I went to when I you know, it was 20, it was a revival, Brownsville revival, some of you may have heard of it in Pensacola, Florida, and, um, and this is where I did get baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit, and uh, it's when I began to learn more things about God, but I remember walking away, and they're like, oh my gosh, wasn't that so amazing, and I was like, nah, I mean, I grew up that with my whole life, like, I get it, like, if you've been to a dry, experienced church, and you haven't, like, you go into that, and you're just like, my life has changed, um, but when you've tasted, when you taste his presence, when you've experienced his goodness, when you felt his power, it forever messes you up where everything else just pales in comparison. You know, you try to go to the nightclub. Is there life in here? Nope. <laughs> you try and go to, you know, the football game. Oh, is there life in here? There's a, it looks like life, but I just see a lot of drunk people getting ready to fight each other. And... <laughs> And excited about not things that don't really matter. Um, <clears throat> all right, so as we're continuing to talk about the Holy Spirit, I had them do this slide for me. I don't know if they were able to do it. The Bible, like, so the, some of those things that I was sharing you about, the symbols of the Holy Spirit. All right, the water, fire, wind, breath, oil, dove, the finger of God, all these different things in the Bible are all, they're all pointing to one thing. They're pointing to him, the Holy Spirit. Um, there, there's, he, he, because he's not like, um, he doesn't have a body. It's not like he necessarily looks just like one thing. Like he just begins to take on different forms. He's not a shapeshifter, but like he is the embodiment that he can be in all places at the same time. That's why Jesus said, it's better that I go because I can only be here in Jerusalem hanging with y- y'all 12, right? Who, who doubt me every other day, right? But the Holy, it's better that I go because the Holy Spirit, he's going to come and he can be with every single one of you. Every place you go, every place your feet tread, he's going with you. And so we, um, we cannot truly, truly worship, pray, love, have joy, preach, have victory, witness, or cast out demons, or obey God without the Holy Spirit. And I don't know about you, I need every single one of those things operating in my life in order to accomplish the assignment that God has on my life. So, so right now, I'm going to tell you, I've got seven things in my short time, seven things that is the, the sevenfold ministry of the Holy Spirit to the believer. So this is where if you're taking notes, it's going to make a, they all start with E, just so you know. 
It's easy. It's easy. I easy does it. All right. <clears throat> Number one, to equip with power to witness. Acts 1.8 says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. He equips us with the power to witness. So in this month where we're talking about family and evangelism, right, I need power to be able to effectively witness. I don't want to just come in with some pre-rehearsed uh, notes that I had to, to diffuse an argument. Right? I want to be led by the Holy Spirit to touch areas, to share my testimony that you can't deny. Right? The Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So we want to have a testimony. And if you've never shared with testimony with somebody, you begin to write it down and learn how to share it. You should have like a 15-minute version, a 5-minute version, a 30-second version. You're stuck in an elevator with somebody for 30 seconds, and you could deliver that thing, how God trains for your life. And they're stuck with you in there, and they're just like, huh, I'd like to get out. I'm uncomfortable. But by the end of it, they're like, they don't want to leave. By the end of it, they're, they're like, are you going to walk out? Oh, yeah, yeah, we were just talking now. I'm getting into your story here. Um, <clears throat> so we want to have the power to witness. The second thing that the Holy Spirit does for every believer, well, not every believer, the believers who allow him in, right, is to edify our inward man. Edify, it means to improve spiritually, to establish or be established, to enlighten in morale and spiritual knowledge. Jude 1.20 says, But you, dear friends, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. Building yourselves up, edifying your inward man, your spirit man, right? You are body, soul, and spirit. You are three things. Kind of almost some, like somebody else out there in use. Three things in one, right? God, the Father, the Holy Spirit. It's three in one. And he said, we're made in his image. Made in the image of God. Body, soul, and spirit. And so we have this thing where, you know, we can get, ugh. we can go to the gym and get yoked, get buff. Uh, you know, I, you guys are looking at me like, <laughs> somebody needs to go to the gym more. <clears throat> somebody does. Somebody does. But I've got four kids, okay? Now, I know, I know Jenny had the kids, all right? But, you know, there's some, there's some buff dads out there. And I, I see a conflict of interest. It's very difficult. It's just a time management thing, right? It's a time management. For every hour you're in there working in the gym, that's one less hug you're giving your kids. <laughs> so that's why I was like, my kids, they get hugs all the time. It's time management. I don't make the... <laughs> yeah. Number three is the Holy Spirit to us is to enlighten us with guidance, wisdom, and revelation knowledge. Revelation knowledge. Now, this can be things that, you know, you don't know about somebody, 
And the Holy Spirit uses you to convey it. So I remember one men's prayer back in San Diego, praying for this guy that I've never met before. And I, be, I just begin to share this word over him. And, I, and it's, it has to do with like a gun in a, um, you know, you, you got to put your hand print on to open up the gun case. And I can't even remember the rest of the word. And afterwards, he's like, do you know that I work for this gun company? And I'm like, I've never met you before. I don't know. I don't know who you are at all. And he just was like, man, that blow my mind. That was exactly what I needed to hear. Now, I can't take credit for that, right? I just communicated what I saw in my mind to him. But that was the Holy Spirit giving revelation knowledge to set somebody free, to, to, to encourage them, to show them that they are seen. <clears throat> That's the kind of thing that the Holy Spirit wants to do through us. Romans 8, 14 says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. 1 John 2, 27 says, as you, the anointing you receive from him, from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you, but as his anointing teaches you about all things, as that anointing is real, not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in him. Now, just to clarify in that voice where it says, you don't need anyone to teach you. You got the Holy Spirit. Um, he, he was teaching, he was sharing this with people that were like actually getting a bunch of false teaching. <laughs> so he was trying to say, hey, the Holy Spirit, if, if you're getting things, if you're getting little dings, be like, hey, I don't know if I fully agree with that. Or I don't know if like, I feel like that could be the Holy Spirit saying, hey, no. Just to hear what they say, put it on the shelf. You don't have to take every word. Can I be honest? Like every word that comes out of uh, our mouths, who's holding a microphone up here, I'm not saying you, you should not believe it wholeheartedly. We're human. We make mistakes. We get things wrong. Like go to your word. Go to the Bible. Ask God about it. Let him show you things. He wants to show you things. Like I... We can sometimes get it wrong. And one, one thing we're preaching from the pulpit one year, two years from now, you know, we're like, I was off on that one. <laughs> so dig in yourselves. Let the Holy Spirit reveal and show things to you. <clears throat> Number four, he's to enable us to pray with power according to the will of God. Romans 8, 26, 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he searches our hearts, knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Whew, he's up here. All right, I'm moving. I'm moving. I'm moving. Yeah. Number five, to empower us with divine ability to flow in spiritual gifts. He's given us nine of them, right? 1 Corinthians 12, 8 through 11. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge, and through the same, through the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same spirit, 
to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but one and the same spirit works all these things, distributing each one individually as he wills. Um, I got in trouble for this because I was talking to the junior hires and I was maybe a little, I was, uh, I was thinking back to my junior hire and I think here in Utah, you guys are doing a good job. So please forgive me any parents who uh, your, your junior hire came home one day and was like, we learned about gateway drugs. <laughs> I'm just, I know where I was at in junior high, all right? I knew, I had the dare class, you know, I got the t-shirt. Um, and then the kids just looked at me like, which is uh, glazed over eyes, like, I'm like, do you guys know what that means, right? And they're like, is that, um, and they had no clue. I was like, oh. All right. Hey, I'm, I'd rather you hear it from me than somebody else. All right? The internet. <laughs> Social media teaching our kids. Oh, we're all in trouble. But I began to tell them, right? So I learned marijuana was a gateway drug. Right? So most people weren't like, I'm hooked on crack because I tried it one time. Right? You just... They're like, it's all natural, man. It comes from the earth. All the best music, right? You think Jimi Hendrix made that album without smoking a doobie, right? No. Right? And they get you. They're like, it's just it's easy. Everybody does it. It's even legal now, right? They get you, right, with this gateway. that You open it up. They're like, oh, it's not that bad. And then, you're at the, then somebody's like, you should try this pill. Right? You should try this mushroom, this magical mushroom. You should try acid. What's acid? I, I took acid. I, I, oh my God. I took acid at lunchtime in high school and then went back into school. Not the greatest thing to do. <laughs> I was just a mindless jub in the back of the classroom, right? I was just like, why did I do that? That was stupid. Um, just keeping it real. I did opium. <laughs> opium lace joint, and then went back into school. And then, and, and it was French class. But I was a dealer, okay? No, 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 wait, wait, hold on. I was a candy dealer. I used to slang Snickers and Airheads, um, those lollipops with the gum in the middle. I used to slang that out of my backpack. But so after lunch, though, and you start getting the munchies, and I was like, I was like, good thing I got Snickers. So I would eat all my profits all the time. Sorry, I went off on that one. I went off on the rails. Um, the gifts, the gifts, all that stuff. All right, the gateway, the gateway. The B 
being baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence to speak in tongue is the gateway to experience all those gifts. If you want to experience wisdom, if you want to experience the word of knowledge, if you want to experience faith, if you want to see healings that are meant for today, that weren't just meant for the apostles to get the thing kick-started, some people would, you know, some people will say it's like, oh, you know, they speak in tongues, that, that church is of the devil, they speak in tongues. I'm like, what Bible are you reading? What Bible are you reading? Because uh, according to my Bible, the Holy Spirit's in every single almost book of the Bible. And you're going to tell me that I'm um, walking by the spirit of the devil? If you're not careful, you're bordering on what the Bible called blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Calling his works demonic? Woo! I'm going to stay away from that. <clears throat> Number six. He's to endorse the preaching and teaching of the gospel with signs, wonders, and miracles. He endorses it. Ooh, time running out. All right, which story? Which story? Which story? Oh, man. All of them. So I was in India, and uh, we, we decided to go. Um, and I look at this as just like, just a wonder. I look at this as just like a miracle of God. We're, we're like, we're going to go to the Indian Ocean. And, and, and because, you know, we're a mixed company and we're there on a missions trip, we kept our shirts on, you know. So we, we, guys and girls, and we're just out there body surfing and we're having fun. But I remember I looked back and there was um, like the, the, the main guy that was leading the trip. He was on the beach and he was sitting with these kids. And it wasn't until afterwards, and I came and I was talking to him, and he was like, man, I just led those kids to Jesus. I was like, oh, that's awesome. He's like, yeah, the little kid approached me. And, and he said that he was holding a little wooden cross in his hand. And he said, he said, this just washed up on the shore. Do you know what this means? <laughs> You can't, that's a setup from God. Because he loves you, man. He loves you. And he doesn't care that you've never heard his name. He doesn't care. He will drop a wooden cross that you pick up and then bring the missionaries there to share the love of Jesus with you. I remember that same trip. We went into this one village, and oftentimes the men were away at work. But there was one dude in the village, and we're, he, we, he invites us into his home. We, we begin to share the gospel with him. He, he's like, yeah, go into the village. Later we find out he was the head Hindu priest of the village. And he told us to go spread the good news of Jesus. Man, things that make you wonder. It's like, God, you were going before us. Mark 16, 20, and they went out and they preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. And the point number seven to energize our physical bodies with resurrection life to keep us in divine health. Man, walking in healing. That's, thank you, doctor, for that report. But I serve a higher, I serve a higher report. I'm going to go see what he says in his word. You know, I had, um, speaking of, my, you know, another missions trip, I went to Peru. 
And uh, we were there with Book of Life, and we were going to the schools, and we were doing skits and, and, and all these things and handing out the Book of Life. And, and, uh, and every night we would come back to the hotel, and, and we had two different teams, and we had the yellow shirt team and the orange shirt team. And, and, uh, and my one friend, he got a little funky, so he had to really wash out his shirt, and he hung it up. We were in this hotel, and it was like this open-air hotel where it's like the middle could go all the way up, uh, and you see the sky. And uh, we're getting ready to leave one morning. He's like, oh, I forgot my shirt. I gotta, it's on the roof. And so he goes to the roof. And nobody knew that they locked the roof at night. And they, they put this gate. So he decides to climb on the side of the building, falls off the building, five-story building. I hear this bang this crash. And I'm like, oh no, oh no. And I just go running up these stairs and I'm like, the gate is locked. I'm like, what? And I look and I look over the edge of the building and three stories down, there's this huge hole in the roof of, of this building. And I go running down the stairs and uh, as I get to the bottom of the lobby, in comes my friend Nate, walking in. Walking in after having just fell four stories through somebody's roof. And he had nothing but a couple nicks and scratches. God had his hand in that moment that his physical body, he should have been dead. In all honesty, he should have been dead. That trip should have been canceled. We should have went away and be like, ugh. <laughs> but God, the Holy Spirit, moving in power, said, no, 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 devil. No, 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 no. There's resurrection life that walks and lives in our bodies. So tonight, I know some of y'all youth are in here. You're all like, man, this stuff is crazy. <laughs> but tonight, I'm, we're going to give you guys the opportunity to get baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. And tonight, for some of us who have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, but you don't do nothing with it. <laughs> You'd rather sit there just driving your car all the, every day like, I'm going to listen to Metallica. What? I'm going to listen to Travis Scott. What? Man, you're going to shut that thing off. And you're going to start praying in tongues before you go into your place of work. You're going to start praying in tongues in that drive before you go into your school. You're going to start praying in tongues so that when you come into an environment that is everything antithetical to the presence of God, you bring and carry the authority of God with you and that people are going to be like, man, there's something different about you. You're singing a different song. I don't even know what that song is. What do you have that's on you? You're carrying power. I feel it. I'm shaking. Why? Because I got the Holy Spirit. I got the Holy Spirit. Four steps to receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You got to repent and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. It starts there. That's where it starts. Second, you got to ask Jesus to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Three, by faith, when you 
pray, believe that you have received the gift of the Holy Spirit. And four, as an act of your faith, you open your mouth and you start speaking out a new language. You start speaking out in tongues. And like I said before, the Holy Spirit is not the speaking in tongues. The Holy Spirit uses your spirit, man, to begin to speak the perfect prayer over your situation, over your life, over your family, over your friends. The Bible says, I I don't even know what to pray. But as I begin to pray in the Spirit, I know things are shifting. As I begin to pray in the tongues that I wasn't given at birth, I begin to see heaven come to earth. So tonight as the service ends, I want us to all come to a new level of admiration and respect for the person of the Holy Spirit. And for some of us, that's going to be the first time. And for some of you, it's going to, you're going to ratchet it up a level. You're going to take it to a new level to experience it. Because it's like we aren't just here to just get by. We're not just here to survive. We're called to thrive. We're called to bring him with us wherever we go. Man, we shifted in McDonald's. I don't care. You shifted, you know, wherever you go, you're bringing him with you. We're his hands, his feet. Thank you, Jesus. So if everybody could just bow your head and close your eyes. If you're saying that's me, Pastor Scott, I want, I want the Holy Spirit in my life. I want him. I want this relationship with Jesus in my heart and in my life. Let's start there. If you're in this place right now and you say, I've never asked Jesus into my heart and my life, but I do. I want him in my heart and my life. I want to experience life to the fullest. I want to experience what I was created to do. I want to experience that. If that's you in this place with nobody looking around, I want you just to raise your hand. Raise your hand. It lets me know who I'm going to be praying with. Because he loves you. He loves you. Come on. That's all right. Nobody raised their hand. Oh, I see. Oh, I I do see your hand. Come on. That's all right. That's good. Nothing embarrassing, but transforming. And it's happened right now. We're going to have everybody right now. If you just, we're going to pray this all prayer together so you're not praying alone. Say, dear Jesus, I thank you for dying on the cross for my sins, for washing me clean, for giving me new life. I ask you to come into my heart, change me, make me new, give me purpose. I wanna live my life for you. I thank you that today you have set me free. I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. After service, one of our team, they're going to come find you. They're going to come give you a Bible and a book, and they're going to pray with you. Come on. That's the first step. Now, for... 
for the rest of you in here, right? Who already have a relationship with Jesus, but you haven't quite made that leap to an experience in the Holy Spirit. You know, so if, if that's you in this place and you want to experience the Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask you to do something a little brave. I want you, we're all going to stand up right now. And if that's you and you want to get baptized in the Holy Spirit and you want to experience that, I, I want you to come down to the front right now. Come down to the front. Hydration is key. Come on, don't be scared. I know everybody in here ain't baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Come on. There it is. I don't care if you have, if it's your first time or if you've been here a hundred times. If you want to experience this, it's for you tonight. If you want to experience it, it's for you tonight. That everything can shift from this moment. Those weak, pathetic prayers, boom. We're shifting into a new gear right now. Come on, come on, come on down. Come on down. Come on. I love it. Yeah, keep coming. Keep coming. Come on. There's nothing scary. Nothing's going to take over you. You know, I, I love some people's testimonies, but they talk about, man, I started speaking in tongues and I couldn't stop. And I'm like, oftentimes, you're probably not going to feel anything. If I'm going to be honest, because what happens is you're going to use your own mouth, your own lips your own tongue, and you're going to begin to speak out. But here's the thing is the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's not going to force himself on you. He's not going to make you look weird or do something you want, don't want to do. But he does want to transform your life right now. He does want to take this Christian walk that you're meant to walk and begin to give you power and authority. Come on. Man, look at this. Man, this is, I love this crowd. Come on. This was like when I got baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. They took me in a back room and there was like 40 of us. And it was, it was awesome. He was just like, hey, you might not feel anything, but as you begin to ask for it, because we are going to ask for it, right? He's not going to force himself. Out, but as you ask for it, you're going to begin to speak out. And, and what you say, it, it, it's probably not going to sound like English. It's probably not going to sound like Spanish. That's a whole nother thing. But actually, you can actually pray in another tongue that is a, another language. We'll get into that a whole nother time. But what it says is your spirit begins to pray out. Your spirit begins to edify. Your spirit begins to declare the mysteries of God. You begin to pray the perfect will of God over your life and your situation and the things that you're facing. And the things that you thought were impossible, all of a sudden, the spirit inside you is begin to pray out. And you begin to carry this power and authority. And so when we, when after I'm gonna have you guys repeat a prayer after me and you begin to speak out, you're gonna use your own mouth, your own tongue, your own lips. Maybe you feel something, maybe you don't. It don't matter. But the devil knows that if he can get in your head right now and be like, you're just making that up. Did you really get filled? It's a lie that he, I'm just trying to equip you right now so you, 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 you're not having any false notions. The devil still is gonna try and whisper in your ear. You're just making that up. Right? Why does he want to tell you you're just making it up? So that you don't use it. <laughs> the devil is actually like, if you could see him right now, he probably got a little wet stain on the front of his pants. 
Let's humiliate him. I don't care. The devil's for too long has been stealing from you. He's been taking. He's been coming after your family. He's been putting sickness. He's been putting lies in your head. Man, the lies need to stop. So you guys are going to pray with me and you just repeat after me. Say, dear Jesus, I thank you that you love to give good gifts. And you said that you would give the Holy Spirit to those that ask. So right now, Jesus, I ask that you would baptize me in your Holy Spirit, that I would speak in new tongues, that I would walk in your kingdom love and authority. I thank you for right now. Jesus name. Amen. That was ask. All right. So now what we're going to do. Some of you are already feeling, I can tell. Some of you are already going to feel it. But now I'm going to count down from three. And when I get down to one, this whole room's going to light up. Every spirit-filled believer in this place, we're going to start praying in tongues. And every person that just asked for it and received it, because you believe with faith that you have received, you are going to begin to speak out. And it might just come out like a sound, like a baby, da, da. If that's the only sound that comes out, then you keep saying that sound. But I guess guarantee you this, like a baby is going to take months, maybe years to fully talk and develop their language. It's not going to take you that long. You're going to just keep saying that sound and the spirit of God is going to begin to usher up, bubble up inside you like the rivers of living water. And you're going to begin to experience freedom like you've never felt before. So on the count of three, two, one, begin to speak out right now in the name of Jesus. Sharaboroto koya mareverete sirambare ambarata Haramboroto komareverete sirambare ambarata komareverete There it is there it is there it is come on there it is there it is there it is You got it you got it there it is come on Come on there it is come on There it is Come on Come on begin to speak out Your own mouth your own tongue your own lips. Nothing's taking over. You operate it. You control it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. You begin to speak it out. Speak it out. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, thank you, Jesus. Come on, some of you got it right away. Some of you got, some of you are still in your head. You're still in your head. Just close your eyes. Even in a crowded room, you can be alone and picture God. Picture him seated on the throne. Picture you in the courts of heaven. Picture you just begin to, your spirit is beginning to speak out. Thank you, Jesus. Shara Boroto, come reverete. Haram Boroto, come on. Come on. Show hands. Who just got it? Show hands. Who just got it? If you just got it, lift your hands. Begin to thank him for it. Come on. Begin to thank him for it. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. All right. I got a homework assignment for you guys. Uh, Because I hear too often people like, I got it that night, but then I, you know, it's months later and I, I haven't spoken tongue since. So I don't want that to be your story. And for some of you, you're like, I just didn't get it tonight. Here's the thing is, you asked for it, you received it. You asked for it, you received it. So now you just need to activate it. So tonight, you're gonna go home. I don't care, you gotta find a little place, find a closet, find a basement. If it's just in your car, and I want you to just begin to thank God. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you baptized me. And in the presence of nobody else but you and God, I want you to begin to speak out. And for those of you who did get it, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Just keep praying it. Just keep doing it. And you could do it in the shower. You could do it in your car. You could do it at breakfast. Nothing's going to take over. You control it. But here's the difference now. When you begin to open your Bible after you've been praying in tongues, those words are going to pop out at you. When you begin to pray over a situation, you picture picture that person in your mind that you've been praying for, and you begin to pray in tongues, you can know that you're praying the perfect will of heaven over their life. Too often we think, you know, I'm believing for this job. God, I really want this job. It's the perfect job. And God knows that if you got that job, it'd be two months before you don't even come into the doors of the church. Man, we want to be in his will. We want to walk in his ways. We want to experience that. So come on. I love you guys. I'm proud of you. If you have more questions, come find me after. I'm going to invite Pastor Matt up. He's going to close out the service here. But let's just continue in this place with a state of worship. Come on. Keep praying. Thank you. Come on. Let's thank Pastor Scott. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.